Goodbye, offseason. We are breaking up, and it's you. It's not us. We hate you. Goodbye. Uh, welcome to the podcast daily. It's Monday. That's Berm. I am Austin. We have made it. It is Indiana Game Week. Ohio State kicks off the season on Saturday at 3.30. Berm and I cannot wait to get back on the road. Cannot wait to cover a game again. Cannot wait to be around crowds. Cannot wait to have something else to talk about. That's the show, Berm. We got to bury the offseason and celebrate what's coming now. I think there has to be some way as college football expands to this you know, new world where you're going to have two or three or four power conferences and then everyone else. Like, I think those four power conferences should play in the fall and the other league, the other half <laughs> of the NCAA should play starting like March through June. So that way we don't really have an offseason because – um, as quiet, I guess in some ways, as good as this offseason was, because there was no major issues, no scandals, no huge coaching changes, no whatever, like which has, you know, doesn't feel like that's been the case for very often lately. Um, I still think it was too long. And I already start to get the the pangs of anxiety, knowing that uh, yes, we are now in game week, but we know how fast the season goes, and it will be the offseason again in no time. And uh I guess I'm just starting to to regret the fact that the offseason exists, period. And I think we should start a, a new trend on social media, and it's going to be hashtag ban the offseason. And let's, uh, let's ban the offseason from here on out. One thing about college football that's changed, at least since I started covering it, um, I don't know how much you feel this way. You already had recruiting camps that you covered, but some of that with the calendar has changed over the course of your own career. Like college football, you really used to stop. Like spring ball was going to be it. They're like, when I covered my first beat, it was at Wyoming. And it was like the six weeks of spring ball, the coverage was cool, but they could take it or leave it. Basketball was going on. You'd cover other sports. Like nobody was really tuned into it. And you didn't have, like, again, that's different than Ohio State, obviously. But I feel like that was also the case with Tennessee and SEC and moving here. Like it really didn't have. 12 months of content like we do now and that's not just realignment that's the other nonsense that comes along the recruiting calendar transfer portal nil you know all these things have really mounted that you can talk about college football and we do now 365 days a year i think that's a sign of health for the sport there's a lot of been conversation that all these moves are killing college football and the interest is going to die I don't believe that. I, I actually think that it is stronger and healthier than ever, even if there are a lot of things that we may not like about it. Um, even the stuff with expansion seems like it's strengthening the sport overall and bringing more money and more eyeballs to it. But it's just wild because it used to be that once you got to media days in July and the start of training camp, it's like, oh, this is all new and fun. But we talked about the position battles starting in January, and they're pretty much all done now except for one big one. Well, you have That's to do the you have to do the spring position weird. battles, and then you can do the regular <laughs> season position battles. Um, and and I, I would argue that college football is not healthier than it's ever been. It's certainly more profitable than it's ever been. Um, mm, and so okay. for the people, so for the people making their money, it's certainly uh, stronger for them. But I think in general, the, the product does feel a little bit different for most people. But that you know, I also think that the 365 days a year coverage, that sort of stuff, 
is a byproduct of the people deciding to make more money, like the Big Ten Network and the Longhorn Network and SEC Network. So, like, you have to find stuff to fill in those days now because those networks exist and you can't just go on the air for for six months a year. So, either way, like, I'm 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 grateful we get a chance to do it. Um, I do think that it feels like the off season, as long as this one felt because of how the way last season ended, I think. Um, it does feel shorter and shorter because there is not any time to really take off. I mean, Bill, Bill's on his last, you know, vacation of the summer this weekend. And, um, and that's why he's not on this episode of the show. We, you know, we've each taken, tried to take a little bit of time off, but it, there's really not that much opportunity to even get a rest. And, um, you know, I think that's why the Ohio State coaches, they do it right. Like the minute that the recruiting period ends in June, they take three weeks off and they are just gone. And, you know, that, it used to be that you could do that in February. It used to be that you could do that in February and then in May and then in, Ju- and then in July, but now you get one time uh, and that's it. So um, I'm grateful we get to do it. And I, I love that football is back and the, the things I'm, you know, really appreciating the most are, the, you know, we, we're going to do things a little different this year on the podcast and over at OhioState.Rivals.com. Bill is not going to travel with us this year because he's going to be doing some Saturday stuff with, with Doug and uh, on the podcast and, you know, I, I'm looking forward to just getting back to the, the routines that we have on the road, the, the road beers, the road breaks. Um, you know, I think people enjoyed that a year ago, and I'm gl- glad that we have um, the opportunity to maybe continue that as long as uh, Card Collector 2 wants to continue to, to be generous <laughs> with us. But um, we're always willing to, to open cards, Ryan. You know, I, I'm just glad we, you know, we get road beers, we get back on the road. I, I, I don't love this year's schedule for that purpose because I think we're on the road more than, than normal, but you know, it's going to get weirder next year. So I guess we may as well just enjoy the traditional big 10 footprint, even though we're going to spend 16 days in Indiana over the next <laughs> two months. Yeah. We're going to have to start paying taxes in the state of Indiana. Unfortunately this year, um, we've already been there once uh, a little over a month ago. So uh, buckle up for all of that. I, I wanted to, so we kicked this off on a downer, right? <laughs> like we're it's not a arguing over I, if it's health, healthy or profitable. You said that the you said the off season is going to be here again before we know it, and we're going to have yeah. to go back into another cuffing relationship in yeah, January. My bad. I, I was COVID. listening to I was listening to a lot of My Chemical Romance this morning. Sorry about <laughs> that. Just got of super, course you were super gothy. I mean, there was ner- new Turnpike Troubadours on Friday, so you should have fired that up first. But uh, new Turnpike Troubadours and new Zach Bryan. I mean. That's as good as it gets. That's an Americana Friday. So yeah, an Americana weekend. All starts. So uh, spoiler alert: those will be played on Friday on the road over to Bloomington uh, for us. But I was, I was hoping to just celebrate with the things that you're looking forward to because we did, we took a couple vacations, the two of us. But we don't want time off from now, you know, September. Uh, through the middle of January, this is what we do all the other work for to enjoy the games and the opportunity to watch them and go on the road. Even if nobody likes uh, to hear anybody complain about the travel difficulties or the fact that we have to go to Indiana, like we still get to, and you mentioned that that's a positive, but once these games start, Berm, what are you most looking forward to this season? Uh, I'm actually, I've been trying to think about this and I think the biggest thing I'm looking forward to Ohio state specifically is just a return to normal um, and the opportunity to see, Provided that everyone is what we think they're going to be based on what we've seen and heard over the last eight months. I'm looking forward to seeing an aggressive Ryan Day again. I'm looking forward to seeing a healthy Travion Henderson again. 
Um, I'm looking forward to watching Marvin Harrison, the best player in college football, do things that no one else can do. That that's one of those things where I, you know, we look at it and we watch Marvin all year round because we see him so much in, in the Woody. But like for the people out there who don't get a chance to see what he does, it's truly special to watch someone like that. And uh, I think that just the opportunity to get to watch these guys do the things they do and, and get back to normal is something I'm really just grateful and looking forward toward because. This offseason, more than any, I think in the in the time I've covered Ohio State, just felt like the a lot of the fan base has a lot of anxiety, and I think that they could really use a an Ohio State return to normalcy um, starting next Saturday. Uh, this Saturday, sorry, wow, it's crazy. Uh, this Saturday at Indiana, I think people need to to see that they need to you know believe it, and they need to see it to believe it. So you got to get Ryan Day being out there, being aggressive, throwing haymakers on the offensive play calling a healthy Travion Henderson. So people can be reminded of how good he was as a freshman and, and just, you know, a return to the silver bullets. Like a, a just, let's just get back to normal, normal Ohio state football. That's been missing, right? When was the, do you feel like 19 was the last time it felt truly normal? Yeah. I mean, that, that was the last time the world felt truly normal. I think in a lot of ways and you, but football, which is supposed to be the escape from that for people has felt equally, you know, um, out of, out of alignment. So, uh, that 2019 team, you know, I've watched Ohio state my whole life. I would say that 2019 team is like the f- third best team I've ever seen Ohio state have. Um, so that was the year when certainly it felt normal. So when you look at this travel schedule and you're kind of dreading it a little bit and we're this one in particular, we're going to have to figure it out, but I've actually never been to camp Randall. Um, the last time Ohio State played there, I was working for ESPN and we had people, multiple people scattered across the league. And so uh, I didn't travel to every single road game, uh, missed that, you know, thriller, the overtime. Um, so I've not been there and I'm really excited to do so. I know that the beer is great. Uh, I've heard plenty about the cheese curds and the various ways to consume them. So those are two big pros, two things that I have to experience. Uh, and then I've never felt you know, that press box swing, which I guess you haven't either. So I don't know um, what that's going to be like, but haven't got to do that. So I'm actually really looking forward to that. I don't, there hasn't been a ton of those opportunities recently. I've been, you know, as you mentioned, blessed to cover this league now for more than a decade. So a lot of those have been scratched off the following week. For example, I don't want to go back to Rutgers and I, you know, don't enjoy the nine hour car ride over there. I know you do. I know how much you love Rutgers, and yes, the Strombo is good, and we have located some quality beers, but that's a horrible game day experience. Um, yeah, but at least, me, at least it's easy to park, and you can get to the stadium without traffic. And you know they it's it's a they do a nice job in the with the you know how they treat the media there, et cetera. They I, I don't mind Rutgers; they try at least. You know they at least try. I mean, yeah, the stadium is. I think the stadium's kind of cool, honestly, from field level. It's one of my favorite ones in the league because it just sort of has a, a very unique vibe to it, and it's always full of Ohio State fans. And so you, you kind of get a – it's like a home away from home game. Wisconsin, I've been to once, and I, I didn't get a chance to be up in the press box, as you alluded to, but um, that was, what, 2016 when Ohio State was there last, and, and that was a fun game. Um, this one, I assume, will be a much more – cantankerous version for Ohio state and at night is going to be wild. My brother, Bobby went to 
uh, Wisconsin in 2003 and said it was the one time he, as an Ohio State fan, would actually feared for his physical safety because he thought Wisconsin fans were so awful. Um, so that's always something to look forward to if you're a Buckeye fan on the road. You know, good. Bring bring personal protective gear. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't. I look at the schedule. I'm I'm super excited to be at Notre Dame. I think. You know, when you're talking about like those cathedrals of college football, like that is one where you have it penciled. And Ohio State and Notre Dame have played what six times in their history, or this will be the sixth time. And to see those two programs, those two uniforms on the field together at the same time is going to be one of those. It, it we don't get like chills very often anymore, like on the road or, or seeing new things. That's still. It's still always awesome to walk into the to big house and see Ohio State and Michigan on that field or whatever. But this one at the trip to Notre Dame will feel a little bit special. It's wild. Like every time that number is brought up for the number of times that Ohio State and Notre Dame have played the series, like I can't believe it. It feels like it has to be ten times that amount with it two programs like because, with played, that- because four of those times they've played have been in the last fifteen years, and so. It feels like it's more frequent, but you know, or three of those times. Yeah, that's the other part that I was going to say. Is like I've covered three of them. How could it be that two of the most tradition-rich, recognizable powerhouse brands, both in the Midwest, could only have played that amount of time? That I've covered will have covered half of them myself. That part is bonkers to me. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And uh, it's you think about it, and the fact that they went from. 1936 to 2000 and or to 1995 and 1996 i mean they went 60 years without playing and now they played in 95 and 96 played in the 2005 fiesta bowl uh 2006 fiesta bowl sorry and then you know obviously the 2015 fiesta bowl and now last year and this year like uh, it seems like all of a sudden it's a it's a regular old uh matchup again which I, i either way we haven't got to cover it at Notre Dame, and so that's what I'm really yeah. looking forward to. I remember watching that game, Ohio State at Notre Dame in the 90s, and just thinking, man, that's something I wish I could be at. And the fact that we'll get to be there but be on the field like is something that, uh, I, again, I don't ever take this job for granted, but that's one of those moments. That sometimes you can just go, oh, God, we got to travel to Purdue. But then you're like, oh, we get to go to Notre Dame. Like That's, that's a really cool experience. I, I don't think I'm quite as depressed about the purdue trip as rutgers like because we've had to make that one so many times purdue is a and, vortex of misery like there is something yeah, i know i don't like west lafayette around west lafayette that the minute you it's like it's like hawkins indiana from stranger things like you walk in there and you're like i don't know what the hell is happening but something is off here something is i wrong. think when they originally wrote the script they did call it west lafayette and they're like that's that doesn't sound like a real place. Like we can't use it. Just change it to something easier to say, like Hawkins. They'll yeah. know that it's West Lafayette. Pistol Pete or, or Purdue Pete or whatever the hell his name is, as the mind flayer, is actually not that much of a reach to me. I mean, he oh. when you look into those soulless eyes on that big plastic head, like I can understand why people get a little bit freaked out. That guy is weird. Carrying around that hammer like he's Thor. But <laughs> but you know, if we get a noon banger there, then we get to go home. We can't do that in Rutgers. Yeah, but it's an 11 a.m. banger. That's the that makes it even weirder. See, everything's weird about Purdue. I just mm-hmm. don't like it. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm glad we get uh, to go to have Minnesota at home in in November instead of going to Minnesota in November. So, if we're talking about things we're looking forward to, that's something I'm looking forward to. Not traveling to Minnesota in November because. <laughs> 
the one time that happened was 2014, and it was the most miserable uh, game day experience I've ever had covering Ohio State um, with the 2015 Michigan State game very close behind it um, or every other Michigan State game because somehow the weather just always is awful for that one, except for last year. It was beautiful. Um, but That doesn't but, bode well for this year. Yeah, I mean, because it was in October last year, and it's, you know, the minute you cross that that line, that Halloween date in, you know, that part of Michigan, it all of a sudden turns into full-fledged winter. Stupid. All right, let's set aside our own travel. What else are you looking forward to out of college football in this wonderful season that is back on Saturday? I am looking forward to what Doug and Bill talked at length about on one of the most recent episodes of Kingston Columbus, and that is the Ohio State-Michigan-Penn State triumvirate in the Big Ten and seeing how they acquit uh, themselves. I think that it, it is I think most people agree that the Big Ten East is the best division in college football um, and I really am excited to see those three schools approve it and, and go out and just dominate everyone and have a handful of classic games between each of them and uh, that's certainly something I'm looking forward to because I I am so sick and tired of the SEC winning the national championship every year. And I think that for the Big Ten, whoever gets into the playoff from the Big Ten needs those tests to happen in the regular season to get you prepared for for what it's going to be like to play those other teams. See, you say that most people know that. And I, I hope that that's true, that the Big Ten East is the best division. I hope that they recognize that it is with those three teams at the top. But I... There seems to still be a much larger percentage of people who don't want to admit it. And I think you can tell when you see, like, well, Alabama's going to be fine just because Nick Saban's there, and maybe LSU's going to win the national championship. They're like, they can't break the habit. They still want to pick the SEC West. And that is, like, really frustrating to me. Like, well, I, it, it mean, shouldn't it's matter. But it, it's it does matter. The they, they keep winning it, so it's hard to go against them when there's been you know two national champions from above the mason dixon line in the last 20 years and it was ohio state both times like it's hard for people to get um to get behind the idea that the big 10 east is better than the sec west and i think if you stacked up the big 10 east versus the sec west and you played ohio state bama michigan lsu i mean i I think you're probably going to split i think if you put um you know anybody in that league uh, those three Big Ten teams can play with anybody in the SEC, and I think everyone's aware of that, but I think until the Big Ten actually wins a national championship again, or people are just going to be like, yeah, but they can't win the big one, and that's I guess that's fair, but it is annoying. Yeah, I don't know. At least it's not on the level of Texas being back when they're not. I mean, well, Texas is going to be that. playoff this year, and uh, I'm looking. For, that's something I'm looking forward to, winning a lot of money when Quinn Ewers wins the Heisman. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I did put some some units on that, as you know, and um, I think that I'm really looking forward to just the rivalry games that are going to go away or the ones that are going to be altered by the changing of college football, seeing how some of these games play out in, in this last year of relative normalcy. The, you know, the Oregon-Oregon State game is going to be a classic. Um, I, I obviously, I always love the Red River shootout. They're going to continue to play against each other, but uh, I just want to see college football have like a great Bedlam. final year of this bedlam's ending yeah exactly which is dumb like how can you not figure out how to just keep playing each other you're still two hours apart just figure it out <laughs> it's 
it's not even two hours, which makes it even crazier. And they've been well with game day traffic. It might be. Oh yeah, it's true. And if you're riding a scooter to get to the stadium, (laughs) what uh, what else do you think will be loaded onto our phones to listen to on Friday, other than new Troubadours and new Zach Bryan? Well, this is not that long of a trip, so um, unfortunately, this Zach Bryan album is not 40 songs like. Um, you know, American heartbreak. So uh, we will actually have to find something else to listen to, but I've already begun listening to both of those in earnest to try to learn the songs. I'm, I'm, I'm a big Zach Bryan fan, as you know, but like, I'm not vibing yet with this album. Like I haven't found like the one song that I'm like, that's it. Um, so I'm, I'm still looking for that. So uh, I'm sure we'll listen to that quite a few times. Uh, what, no, when we get to Indianapolis this time, let's talk about that. Like, what are you? Mo- are we? Are we daredeviling again? Or are we going somewhere else? I mean, I know you've already got the plans in place. I know for you, like that has to, that's one of your favorite parts of the of the regular season is planning out the brewery trip. So, what what's on the agenda for for this first week? So that people, if if America, if you're going to be in Indianapolis and you want to buy us a beer, where where are they doing it this Friday? <laughs> well, you know that I don't like to tell you in advance. That's true. Usually. You don't find out what brewery we're going to, what pizza we're going to have until I say, hey, the Uber's coming and this is where we're going because I'm so scared of you, Berm. Like, what if you don't approve? No. <laughs> what, if, what if you don't want this kind of beer? As long as we don't go to a place full of sours, I'm good with it. I just don't like sours. Well, there were, there were, there's only one time I remember you being very disappointed but you completely forgot about it two hours later because we went to the uh, Imperial Stout Emporium in Chicago before the Northwestern game, and you cranked out four 13% Imperial Stouts. You didn't like them. I don't think you They're can tell really the difference bad. between They're all really bad. Yeah, but by the second one, <laughs> it didn't matter. They, none of them <laughs> tasted good. None of them tasted good at all. But it was just a weird place. Yeah. It was like in a little strip mall like next to a – nail parlor next to a massage parlor like what is this place uh it wasn't exactly what we're used to but i i do think um for you know america who's traveling to indianapolis or in there like we need to let them know where we're going to be at some point because that's the whole point of what we're doing with the podcast is trying to form a community that drinks together and thinks together you know that's true well there'll be more details coming on that not just for this week but we are looking to add one more part to our coverage moving forward, which is uh, Doug Lee Maurice used the subtext and where we can share some of those details for people who want to sign up and be part of the podcast stuff here. There's already a good community at ohiostate.rivals.com, but this will be uh, the next step for that, where the four of us can all uh, directly text to your phone if you're so inclined and you want to hear more from us. Uh, And I think that's, they've already, we had to do some training for that last week and they showed a way that we can organize some meetups and uh, provide details about where we are. So that's one more thing that we're adding into the coverage. And you may think, well, this podcast has been pretty weird today. Like they're not even talking about the football game that is Saturday against Indiana. Well, there's a lot of that coming. I'm sorry for that. If you didn't enjoy just hearing us shoot the breeze and relax a little bit, but B we have the roosters live show. And that will be a deep football conversation. And then later on today, Monday night, we will be doing our first event at Land Grant Brewing Company in uh, the beer garden. 
I, that's another thing that I'm super excited about because I have spent more time than most. I think the owners probably have me beat out there um, for number of beers consumed at Land Grant, but I've always wanted to do something uh, with them, organize on the stage there. Uh, Berm, myself, Bill, and Doug, and Zach Boren will be there uh, starting around 6.30 later on tonight for another event. So like, it's another thing that as we continue to grow, I'm just excited about uh, this year too with the podcast and this company and the you know my best friends in this industry who I get to do this with. And I, I think that we just have some cool ideas that we're hoping uh, to execute to the best of our ability this year. And so there will be a lot more football coverage about Ohio State at Indiana coming on the podcast later today. But I thought maybe we would just take a, a step back and enjoy the big picture for a little bit to kick off the week. Yeah, that uh, is fair. We have spent um, a lot of time in the last month diving into the minutia of camp. And, you know, the reality of it all is that the season is now here. Uh, can't wait to get back into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center on Tuesday and we'll get our final preseason update from Ryan Day. Maybe he'll name a quarterback. Maybe he won't. Um, I, I would doubt it. But, you know, you never know what happens in the last week. Uh, it, it's just a fun time to be covering college football and uh, really looking forward to, as you said, tonight at land grant is going to be a blast. So people, if you're looking for something to do on your Monday night in Columbus, come out and join us. And uh, like Austin said, there's a lot of other ways we're looking to try and build a community here with people that we can actually, you know, thrive together and, and figure out a way to make sure people get what they want out of what we bring to the table. So looking forward to it. Yep. And then, you know, for the off season, we've got two words for you. Suck it. You're gone. You're out of here. Ohio State, Indiana on Saturday. A lot more coverage coming your way on the podcast. Thanks for spending your Monday morning with us. Hope you spend the rest of your Monday uh, on the podcast as well with a lot more content coming your way ahead of the opener. We really appreciate you. And for Berm, I'm Austin. We'll talk to you later.